Chapter One. Waiter, wine, please. The Northern Liang Palace lay nested in Qingliang Mountain, surrounded by lush vegetation and presiding over thousands of households. As the Lord of Northern Liang, Xu Xiao ruled over the three northwestern provinces, and was the sole monarch in the kingdom who came from a different lineage. Both within the royal court and the realm of fighters, he invoked condemnation and acclaim in equal parts. In the royal court, opinions were split between those who dubbed him Lord Xu the Barbarian and those who saw him as the Second King. Today, the palace was abuzz with the coming of a maester from Mount Longhu to take Lord Xu's second son, Xu Longxiang, as a disciple, fulfilling a promise made twelve years ago. Notwithstanding the maester's otherworldly presence and venerable standing, proceeding with the discipleship initiation had all been but smooth. Xu Longxiang, born with the naturally indestructible constitution of an Achilles, was throwing one of his pig-headed tantrums. He had been squatting beneath a pear tree, engrossed in observing a colony of ants, his father's pleas falling on deaf ears. Whereas his word held absolute authority across twelve counties, the Grand Consul had felt his throat parched and his tongue weary, and still all he got was a resounding fart from Xu Longxiang. Just when he thought he was at his wit's end, an idea struck the Lord. He chuckled. <laughs> Longxiang, isn't it about time your brother's back from his travels? Aren't you heading outside to see if he's entered the city? Xu Longxiang's deadpan eyes sparked with a rare light. Pulling his father by the arm, he dashed outward. It took them half an hour amidst the corridors of Northern Liang Palace before they managed to get out of the palace. Upon seeing the deserted nearby roads, Xu Longxiang shot a furious glance at his sheepish father before abruptly turning on his heel. The maester from Mount Longhu intercepted Xu Longxiang by laying two fingers on the latter's arm and said, Xi Longxiang, you were born with a gift rarely seen in centuries. Don't waste it and come with me to Mount Longhu. In no more than ten years, you'd be able to leave the mountain fully equipped for great endeavors. The youth snorted disdainfully and took a further step, but found himself unable to land his foot on the ground. Stunned, Xu Longxiang huffed and forced his way forward, dragging the wizened sage by a few steps. Seemingly unfazed, the maester exerted a little more force and stopped the teen in his tracks. Xu Longxiang flew into a rage and clutched the old Taoist's arm with both hands, flinging him away. The El Taoist landed gracefully on a stone lion by the palace gate, looking every inch an ethereal sage. Should he have seen this move by the maester, Lord Xu's eldest son, Xu Fengyan, would no doubt have exclaimed, That calls for a reward! 
Known for his extravagant gestures, the spectacle-loving prince once gave away a hundred grand of silver coins to a wanderer who fought a local swordsman. Lord Chu had two daughters and two sons, each one more eccentric than the next. The eldest daughter, Lady Xu Zhihu, left three dead husbands in her wake. She was notorious in the five counties of the Jiangnan circuit as a femme fatale, especially for her brazen antics. Lady Xu Weixiong, his second daughter, was unglamorous but adorned herself with vast knowledge and a plethora of talent. Proficient in astronomy and geography, she studied under the Shangying Academy's Han Guozi, encountered imperial luminaries such as military strategist Xu Huang, as well as sorcerer extraordinaire Sima Chan as her seniors. Being the youngest, Xu Longxiang had yet to make his name. In contrast, the eldest son was a household name, even in the royal capital. When Lord Xu's name comes up, and inadvertently his heir Xu Fengyan's name would come into the picture, prompting praises of the eminent father having an illustrious son. While Lord Xu was known as a hero on the battlefield, his son made his mark in the baser arena of pleasure-seeking. Three years ago, Xu Fengyan was rumored to be ousted from the palace to embark on an experience-building journey customarily taken by young scions of prominent families before they take over the reins. Back in the northern Liang Palace, Xu Longxiang charged at the lion statue, attempting to hurl out the old Taoist prick along with the lion, all ten tons of it. He barely began shaking the lion before the old Taoist floated down, taking the teenager by the hand. With a mountain mover technique, he effortlessly lift the half-kneeling teenager to his feet while he spoke with a gentle laugh, Come away with me, my disciple. With one hand gripping a corner of the lion pedestal, the teen howled, I'm waiting for my brother's return! Lord Shu sighed by the side. Fine, let's wait some more. The Taoist loosened his hold on Xu Longxiang's arm. As dusk approached, an old man and a young man walking along a main road cast elongated shadows, stretched by the lingering radiance of the setting sun. Hang in there, old Huang. The words trailed out feebly from the young man, whose real age it was hard to pinpoint. The old man with him likely a servant, chuckled, revealing a row of yellow teeth with two missing front teeth. Dash it, man. I'm out of tears just waiting for you. The young man rolled his eyes as he spoke. The exhaustion from the 600-mile homeward journey was going to be the death of him. All he had were raggy clothes and tattered sandals, plus one wretched horse. Outside the city walls, there was a tavern with the sun advertising apricot wine. He looked for an empty stool to sit on and shouted, Waiter, wine please. 
with a nearby customer's short, disgusted looks at the two impoverished bums, and took pains to keep their distance. Once the waiter laid eyes on the young man and his servant, he gave them a mirthless smile and reminded them, Our signature apricot wine costs twenty coins per jug. Having gone through a baptism of fire on the world's harsh realities these three years, the prince's once haughty demeanor and temper had mellowed significantly. He said gaspingly, No worries, put it on my tab. You're sure to be well rewarded. Reward? The waiter cackled, disdain written across his face. Forcing a bitter smile, the young man placed his thumb in forefinger against his lips, letting out a soft whistle before slumping over and dozing off. A horde of iron-clad riders burst out of the city gates, and they turned out to be the famed heavy cavalry of Northern Liang, each one capable of fighting a hundred foes. The flag-bearing general had in his hand a blood-red banner with the coat of arms representing none other than Lord Xu, Lord of Northern Liang. Pray, who in the world could rival the Northern Liang Iron Cavalry, who had galloped and rallied winds across the kingdom's thirteen provinces back to back? Now, two hundred elite cavalrymen surged forward, their numbers spreading out and displaying their powerful presence in full splendor. The general, bearing the rank of fourth-ranked military officer, dismounted and spotted the aged groom holding the reins of his horse. At once, he sprinted toward the tavern, knelt down, and declared with reverence, Your Highness, Chi Donggo, at your service. And the young man, still half dozing, merely mumbled, Waiter, wine please. <laughs>